So we already know in the U.S. and in many other jurisdictions that three-quarters of the market are not ICOs or not what would be called securities, even in the U.S., Canada, and Taiwan, the three jurisdictions that follow something similar to the Howey test that we've talked about. Three-quarters of the market is, is non-securities. It's just a commodity, a cash crypto. Um, so you'll hear debates about initial coin offerings and what's a security and what's not a security. Relevant, relevant and important debate, but for three quarters of the market, it's not particularly relevant as a legal matter, as a regulatory matter. Brodish. What's up, everybody? Good morning. Good morning, afternoon. Good evening. What's going on? How are you doing? It's Tuesday. I need my microphone. Here we go. Running a little late today. Oh, boy. We had Gary. Gary talking about securities a couple years ago. Well, in Gary's defense, that video was from 2018. And most uh, proof of stake networks did not exist yet. Cardano was there, but he seemed very like, hey, man, like most of this stuff isn't securities. Now he's like, oh, all of it is securities. So Gary, get your damn shit straight, right? Right, guys? How are you doing? Are you in the chat? How, how, are, we, how are we on this uh, Tuesday? <laughs> I know, 409. So much video contradicting himself. So crazy. Uh... Let's see, what do we got? Let me go down here. Let's talk with you guys. What's up, Cooper Troop? Did everyone see that guard will be getting... I, we saw that, didn't we? Oh, that's what I wanted. Actually, when I... Because I, you know, from another... Without my notes, I tweeted about what I was going to talk about today. And I can't believe I didn't add guard my algo recovery. People show up to my show when I talk about my algo. Good morning, Gov. Good morning, John. Good morning, Mort. Maximus, what's up? Gary plus Silvio equals buddies. So, you know, maybe there's something else going on here. How are we doing? Uh, Jake, what's up? Oh, Gary. Uh, Maximus, what's up? CJ, good morning. Robbie, good morning. Can't miss that intro, buddy. <laughs> Not sure how we'll beat Fergie from yesterday. We topped it with uh, Gary. This is a new thing I'm doing. I, I guess I need to keep doing it. I need to be careful, though. I don't know. It's, it's probably Gary's fine. But uh, and maybe Fergie doing the national anthem is fine. One day I played um, half baked. Oh, on four twenty I played half baked. So I mean I do want to monetize my show. I, I don't know. Do you guys know the rules on that stuff about me playing it? Just hope it does. Hope it works out. Is that what I got to do? Wilder, what's up, Chris and Crypto for Change, Django? You guys are all here. We all made it. Rumi, here we go. Brandon, all right. So, folks, what's going on? We got bear market vibes. Um, I just made my coffee and put the little thing I in, and then I, I took a sip and like a piece of plastic, like a, a large, I don't, I don't know how I got a piece of plastic in my cup, but it ended up in my mouth. It was disgusting. So that's the way my morning has started, but I'm here. I have a shirt on, and there's plants. Oh, let's turn on this backlight that doesn't do anything. Oh, look at that. Nothing. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, 
So here we go, man. Awesome Algo podcast. Good morning. Bear market blues, man. Bear market blues. But we had some good news. Somebody pointed it out. I saw it um, this morning. Uh, Circle and Visa. We'll, we'll look at that in a second. We're seeing a lot of Bitcoin and Ethereum, like classic, old, over 10-year-old uh, whale wallets becoming active. That's weird. We don't know if it's just most likely people taking those profits before, um, you know, a big economic catastrophe, I guess, <laughs> is what they might think. Or it could have something to do with like old school paper wallets that could be brute forced a little bit easier than um, the, the way it is now. Who knows? Just as long as it's not the government because they can have easy access to any wallet like one guy told me in, um, a while ago that I haven't let go of, even though I don't think it's true. Okay. Good morning, Algo Addicts and Cooperholics. Pablo, thank you for coming, man. Mike, what's going on? Um, all right. So you know what? Let's just dive in. Let's just start. And I'm going to go to CNBC because that's how we start every time. And it, I'll be there quick. You know, it won't take a long time. If you hate CNBC, we move on quick. You know what I'm saying? So let's go to CNBC, see how futures are. Earnings reports are coming out. We'll look at that in a second. I'm sure we're going to find out some right here. Um, I know GM outperformed, drove their Chevy to the levee and had a good earnings report, folks. Anybody else listen to that song when they were a child because their dad wasn't around? All right, folks, let's go. <clears throat> All right. GM to end production of electric Chevy Bolt. Isn't that like their most popular electric vehicle? <laughs> Seems weird. It's kind of ugly, but I'm pretty sure that's one of the more popular EVs in the US. Well, they must have a reason. Uh, GM to end uh, production of electric Chevy Bolt is first mass market EV later this year. I'm tempted to... Okay, fine. I want to know. Can you guys see all this anyways? All right. Sorry, guys. I want to know because that seems weird. Yeah. A large majority. They must be coming up with a better one. All right. They're moving on from Chevy Bolt to electric trucks. I guess it's old technology. It's not good enough. Okay, by the way, futures are trending down, but not drastically. Because they're pouring because traders are pouring through key earnings reports. But they uh GM raises to uh 23 guidance as first quarter earnings beat expectations. Now, a lot of these earnings expectations were I've been reading that there's been a lot of uh Low expectations, you know what I mean? Like the way I like to keep it. <laughs> I mean, the market is basically approaching um, uh, approaching earnings like I approach this show. I'm like, guys, I'm going to do this for 90 days straight and just show up, okay? <laughs> That's basically, you know, all GM had to do was show up to work every day and they were able to beat earnings. I'm sure they did better. I'm joking. But I know that there are some concerns that the expectations were set so low that it's artificial. Okay, so we're getting, um, we're going to look at this in a second, but we're getting Google after markets close, 
Uh, Biden's going uh, is going to is going to wheel himself in there for re-election. Magic the Gathering card game can boost Hasbro by 45%. Really? Do a lot of people still play Magic? Okay, NVIDIA is going to get rid of hallucinating AI. Uh, McDonald's beat earnings. We, I, could, I knew that was going to happen. Pepsi uh, raises outlook as they beat expectations because, folks, inflation... Their costs may have barely gone up, but they know that all of us are like, oh, things are more expensive. So they're just like, well, we'll charge more for it. It's great. We got to start just collectively being like, okay, inflation's done. So then these people um, have to get it together, I guess. Um, all right. That's enough. Let's go to Bloomberg. All right. Wish that noise would stop. Can you guys hear it? It's been going on since the beginning. Um, is there anything here? No more Tucker. No more Don Lemon. Some of you out there, you Lemonites and your Tucker heads. Feeling the withdrawals? They'll be back, guys. Don't you worry about Don Len Lemon and Tucker Carlson. They'll be back. They should do, what was that show? Uh, a long time ago on CNN. It wasn't Paul Begala in Carville. It was, uh, was it even on CNN or was it on Fox? The one where the Republican battled the Democrat. Don Lemon and Tucker Carlson should do that. What was that called? Not hardball. Hardball was Chris Matthews. Is that, does that show still exist? Does Chris Matthews still exist? I don't care. Um, all right. Clarence Thomas is billionaire friend. Okay. I don't care about that either. Uh, a lot of uh, Blue Sky, man. Blue Sky, Blue Sky is going to kill Twitter, isn't it? <laughs> Jack Dorsey's a savage. <laughs> That's crazy. I, get back to me. I want to try Blue Sky. Decentralized. Uh, Jack Dorsey was like, here you go, Elon. I'm your buddy, man. Bitcoin. Uh, Bitcoin I just love it. And uh, yeah, yeah, you fix Twitter. And they're like, okay, well, here we are. We're going to do our decentralized Twitter and it's going to be way better. And Blue Sky is great branding. So uh, I don't know, guys. But I hear it's pretty straightforward and very barren right now. So if you have an invite <clears throat> to Blue Sky and you want to invite me to Blue Sky, I'd like to try it out and lock in my uh, handle. Okay, we're going to talk about all this stuff, but right now we're going to keep on moving. I'm not seeing anything here that has me, um, I think is Meta today too. I think we got Meta and Google after, but we're going to look at that in a second. Um, we got Coinbase taking on the SEC. We got the other guy at Terra being indicted in South Korea. And then we got the only way to stop bank runs is to get rid of banks. You don't have banks, you can't run on them. Republican uh, stablecoin bill, we'll look at that as well. But we're not going to do that at the top. All right, moving on. Let's go to Coindesk. I get a little sneak peek at the price action when I go to Coindesk first. And it's exactly the same. 
at Bitcoin. I'm only really looking at Bitcoin. Uh, okay, Alchemy Venture Arm wants to align with Web3 missionaries, not mercenaries. Okay. Um, DeFi Protocol Dflow raises $5.5 million to bring purchase order flow to crypto. Okay. Some Genesis creditors uh, file for mediator assistance over amount of DCG contribution reorganization. So a word salad. Nobody wants to read. Who wants to read that? Whoever wrote that titles uh, needs to write it again. Um, <clears throat> okay, Bitcoin Tether, most liquid. Where's the Visa? I figured that would be at the top of the list here. Did I miss it? What's going on here? Let's just look at this because this is fun. I know some of you are uh, Pepe holders. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't. I didn't join you guys, 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 guys. Uh, but holding suggests risk for traders. Okay, let's let's scare you out of your Pepe bags. Uh, millions of dollars worth of Pepe tokens are held by just a few wallets. With one such wallet, seemingly a meme coin bull. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> It still makes you laugh. That's why this is works. Because this picture, I've been looking at this damn picture for years. And I still, it's just funny. It's a funny picture. All right, the largest Pepe coin uh, holder is sitting on more than 1 million worth of the token, even as concentration risks loom over the short-term future of the trending meme coin. Analysts have raised concerns about the behavior of investors who bought relatively large amounts of Pepe after its issuance on Ethereum, turning about 1,200 of initial capital to over 9 million in just a few days. <laughs> that sucks. The frenzy surrounding the frog theme token last week sent market capitalization of a few thousand dollars to over 150 million and created massive hype, attracting liquidity from traders and spurring scores of uh, lookalike tokens on other blockchains. Exit liquidity remains a concern. That's where you guys come in. <laughs> <laughs> Data shows trading pools for Pepe Coin on decentralized exchange Uniswap hold less than $4 million in available liquidity as of Tuesday. So a sudden sale by a top holder is likely to immediately dunk prices. Trading volumes for Pepe on centralized crypto exchanges have ballooned to an average of $300 million daily, but market liquidity remains relatively thin, which may again cause a steep drop in prices should a large holder liquidate their holdings. But they can manipulate it up as well, folks. The wallet holding the largest amount of Pepe is sitting on over 1.1 million worth of the tokens after acquiring them for a few hundred dollars worth of Ether. <laughs> the same wallet also owns 1.1 million in Shiba and 1 million in Flocky, suggesting the owner is an active meme coin trader. The investor holds $40,000, $43,000 worth of Ether. That's hilarious. It's probably time to uh, start finding your exit meme coin whale on some like on flocky why don't you start with flocky while this wallet holds the largest amount of pepe in a single place other top holders may have spread their holdings across several wallets yes they did data from look on chain shows five wallets connected to pepe sex wallet which uh, received funds from the pepe deployer contract okay this is enough these sales were mainly made through uniswap and a smaller amount was sold on crypto exchange huobi all right okay All right, let's just read this, guys. What's more worrying, five days ago, Pepe had two major clusters that had links with 5% of the supply each. Based on the current valuation, 5% of the supply equals to $140 million. 
5% equals 7 million, which is once again higher than all the available on-chain liquidity. The suspicious behavior has been confirmed by transaction timing. The wallets have been freshly created and funded for the sole purpose of purchasing Pepe a few minutes after its listing. That's a really surprising coincidence. All right. Well, guys, we tried. It's going to be okay. Oh, I never shared it? God damn it. Well, you guys heard the soothing sounds of my voice as I, um, as I discussed it. I apologize. I'll never do it again. I definitely will. Um, all right. So, but now you see consensus. Any of you going to make me jealous and go to consensus? All right. Let's look at CoinMarketCap. And guess what I'm going to do this time? I'm going to share it. All right. Bitcoin, 27.4. Only 15 million, 15.5 of liquidity or volume. I mean. Only 15.5 million volume, thin. Ethereum, 8 million volume, thin. Um, 1,800, okay. XRP is definitely trending down, down 12% over the last seven days. Cardano, definitely trending down, 38 cents, 14% down in the last seven days. Um, you got Polygon pushing down, Polkadot's pushing down there. It's up there with the big boys, down 15%. Litecoin is doing actually pretty well comparatively, only down 12%. We're going to talk about the Litecoin halving coming up soon and how the Litecoin um, halving has um, behaved traditionally much differently than the Bitcoin halving. Havening. Having, havening. Shibatron, who cares? I don't like AVAX. Sorry, that's down 20%. I don't know. It's not that I don't like I just don't like it. I, I don't. I don't like it. I never really used it though, so maybe it's great. Uh, Chainlink down twenty percent, eighteen percent. Cosmos been stuck around ten, eleven bucks. Monero's about the same place it always is. Aptos on sale for nine ninety nine, down twenty one percent. Arbitrum down twenty five percent in the last seven days, dollar thirty two. Near keeps on pushing down. Why is Near pushing down so much? Because it had, I guess, that pump that was a little irrational. It, it did well a couple of weeks ago, but it's down 21%. 187. How's their volume? It's okay. Better than Algrand. Algrand's um, going to be testing 18 cents today, unless we get a better day. And it's just none of, we feel, it feels no, feel like no momentum. I feel no momentum. Down Quant is ahead of Algorand. Algorand is at number 41 now at about 18 and a quarter, down 18% over the last 41 days. 41 days, seven days. Oh my God. 41 is the number on CoinMarketCap. It's okay, guys. You guys are going to forgive me. Stacks on stacks on stacks. Hey, maybe stacks is going to uh, get back to 25 cents so I can buy it at where I regretted not buying it. Oh, man. My refrigerator, the refrigerator here just uh, shut up. I feel peace. Okay, Tezos is uh, below a dollar. All right, that's enough. I'm just telling you <laughs> the prices on Coin Market Cap. That's hilarious. I do it every day. So why am I surprised? I usually kind of look at the volume too, and uh, I didn't really look at that. But we saw that Algorand volume is uh, not great, forty million. 
We saw near volumes a little better at 60. These are the guys that I like to look at. Hedera is, you know, they have no volume. I don't know why you guys love that um, that thing, but I, I don't. Um, I've done a lot of research on it too, but I think some things have changed, but not necessarily my favorite. Um, but I know some of you do, so, I, you know, I could be missing it. It's fine. I'm, I'm going to miss a lot of things. I'm going to miss a lot of things. Um, all right. Vestige. What are you doing, Vestige? If you don't know what Vestige is, it's your go-to place for um, Algo and Algorand ASAs. Algorand Standard Assets. So look at this, guys. We got Chips still holding the throne with the most TVL. Chippy Chip. Gonna be getting um, some farms on some of these tokens soon. You got Chippy Chip coming up at Tiny Man. DeFly is gonna have Tiny Man packed, and I'm assuming maybe Humble as well. I haven't heard a lot about uh, what Humble's gonna do with their DeFi rewards. Maybe Chris or Andrew or Shaman, whoever is in the um, in the chat, you can tell us what they're gonna do with the farms, or I could just Google. I could just look on Twitter, and you probably have already posted it. Opal pushing down a little bit, 16 cents. We've been used to seeing that around 18. Bank, man. Man. Yeah. Uh, uh, it's hard, you know. I know a lot of us, hopefully, hopefully for all of you that locked up bank for a long time <clears throat> to get better farming rewards, you... um we're able to earn those farming rewards. It just feels bleak. It feels bleak. But I, I'm rooting for you, Algofi. I hope everything works out. Okay, Cosmic Gold down a bit. Yieldly. Look at how many zeros. Oh, my God. Look at that. It's trying, though. It's trying to get this zero. Um, come on, man. Some green. Across the board for uh, finite, but I mean, the volume in the last 24 hours is is not great. Neither is it for Akita, which they're doing cool stuff. They built a really nice staking uh, website. I know V2 is coming soon. If you use, I didn't even use my link for folks finance. <laughs> How am I going to expect you guys? To use my link. I didn't even use it for me or my wife. I'm such an asshole. Um, anyways, okay. All right. So uh, there we go, folks. But, you know, look. Volume last 24 hours. It's over 10,000. So there's actual volume happening with chips. Opal last 24 hours. 36,000. So when you're talking Algorand ASAs, honestly, you're talking, and Planet's over 10,000. You're talking Planet, you're talking Chips, you're talking Opal. If one of your main concerns is uh, volume. Let's go, Algorand. Give us some damn good news. There was some good news, and I think we'll lead with that. Let's lead with that. 
Did you guys hear? If you if you're new to the show, if you're if you're new to the world, actually, I'll go to you guys real quick. I'll look at you, scream at me to um, share my screen on that earlier moment. Page seven is Taco Coin. <laughs> Taco Coin's in there too. Got to call. Uh, stop it, Mike. Stop it, Mike. Mike wanted me to do this. All right. Captain Obvious Mike was pointing out old silly Coop as he was scrolling around and not just doing this. So we got Opal is king. Planet is queen, and Chips is a degenerate gambler in the corner drinking a 40. Yieldly, I mean, I guess because they, you know, there they are. Cosmic Gold is another guy with some volume. Vote coin did not qualify for the TVL, <clears throat> but they have some volume. DFly has volume. There you go. Bank has some volume. But so these are the volume leaders. And most likely how I'm going to organize this in the future. So. I do like seeing some of those smaller coins, though, like finite and stuff like that. So maybe I won't always do that. All right. Done. Not a ton of volume in the ASA market. All right. But let's go real quick. I, I'm, I'm, I'm glad I came back and we got to look at that easier. Um, let's. Let's see, uh, let's look at this real quick. Earnings calendar today is the 25th, right? Yep. So we got Microsoft. So no, Meta's tomorrow. Uh, we have Microsoft today. That's a big one. Uh, we have Google, another big one. Visa, they had their big announcement today that we need to look at. Uh, Pepsi, McDonald's, McDonald's and Pepsi beat earnings. We already saw that. So the only thing, the only big shoe to drop today, I mean, there's a bunch. Look at all these earnings. General Motors outperformed. Um, okay. That's enough. Microsoft, Google, Visa, Pepsi. So Microsoft and Google, that we're waiting. How did you do, Microsoft? Microsoft has been doing great. With their Google uh, business, or their Google business. Yeah, Microsoft is doing great with their Google business. Uh, Microsoft is doing great with their cloud business and um, AI. AI, didn't they? They've made some big purchases. I mean, isn't ChatGPT owned by Microsoft now? So I'm sure Microsoft is going to be A-OK. -okay. Google and AI, they've kind of um, fell back a little bit. Bing, the Bing search engine... <clears throat> I read a while back, Bing search engine is going to be, is being considered as the default on Samsung because of its AI capabilities, which would be a huge blow to Google. So it is very possible that we get bad. I think Microsoft is probably you know, going to be fine, but it is possible that we get something bad from Google. Okay, but that's not what I was looking for. Um, and then... The reports, I think the 
the economic calendar. I don't think today was that. What? Okay. Do we get anything good today? Today's Tuesday. Oh, that's why I thought today was sorry. Today's Tuesday. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything big. Consumer confidence. I guess that can be important. Home sales. All right. Tomorrow. Tomorrow's Wednesday. And I think, is that when we find about GDP? No. Okay. Core durable goods. Oil. Oil inventories probably will not look great, right? Because we've been tapping it. We've been tapping that oil. All right. Uh, moving on. Sorry, guys. Okay. I, I went down a wormhole right there. I still feel stupid for not uh, sorting by volume. And I'm emotionally dealing with that. And now I have a nemesis. His name is Mike. Just kidding. Mike, I love you, dude. <laughs> Just fucking around. All right. Okay. Let's look at uh, guard. Um, guard um, made just like an out of the blue announcement. And we've heard nothing from anybody else. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, hey, look, look at look at this. And so we got my algo hack. This is a um, community update. And they discuss they've had a lot of internal changes and they're, um, yeah, a lot of internal changes, which it's got to be hard. They've gone through a lot. They went through the loss of all that money, but it seems like they've recovered a lot. They, um, they, they got confrontational with the community. They started to make demands that the community didn't like. Now they have a huge turnover in the team. Um, I know I wish them luck, but let's, uh, let's, let's go to here. My algo hack recovery of funds. We were recently informed by authorities that approximately 35% of our stolen funds that were compromised by the my algo hack are recoverable, which is great news. There is still an ongoing investigation in regard to the rest of the funds that the community has lost. We are hopeful that the hacker will be caught and that the community will help support some form of restitution for individual users, not institutional holders that lost algos in the hack. Cool. And uh, I thought I had... Okay, so then we got our buddy, uh, friend of the show, Michael Jordan. He's going to Consensus 2023. So if you go to Consensus, you go to that rooftop party, go shake MJ's hand. He's a sweetheart, and I'm sure he'd love to meet you. Uh, breaking, AlgoGuard claims 35% of the stolen funds from the MyAlgoHack are recoverable. Purple Heart. AlgoGuard is well capitalized to keep building a plan to support the protocol and community. Thank you, Riley and Guard team for the update and continuing to build. Some positivity from Michael Jordan. And then Riley responded, appreciate the kind words, MJ. Want to clarify, recovery of funds is case-by-case case specific. This only applies to guard. Some have larger recoveries and some smaller. Lots is pending. 
Okay, and then uh, Caesar asked how. Did anybody answer? Yeah, almost certainly those funds are frozen at exchanges that the hacker tried to close out. Make a sense. Make a sense. So that's pretty great, right? People are starting to get their money back from the MyAlgo hack. There's nothing left for them to drain. It's, um, you know, I would, why aren't we talking about this? Is there a reason? Are they trying to not let the hacker know? I mean, I don't understand. Why aren't they saying, hey, we've recovered this amount. Uh, guys, we're on the case. I, and maybe you guys have a legal reason why they wouldn't do that or a investigative reason. But to me, this is fantastic news. And it is not, I mean, I guess I'm talking about it. But it's like, hey, like, let's switch the narrative, folks. If you want to, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but all I know is that the fact that they got 35% of their stolen funds back and others have gotten even more than that. And unfortunately others got less. I think that that's good news. And it makes it sound like somebody is doing something for these people that have lost money. So good on guard for actually making this announcement and bringing this to people's attention. And if there's a good reason, I apologize but like, if there isn't a good reason and you're just trying to move on from it and hope it goes away quietly, I think that's bullshit. And I think you guys should be making a lot of people that have been beaten to the ground feel better with news like this. Maybe I'm ranting right now. And if I just pressed on uh, notifications, right? Here, <laughs> Algo Foundation. Hey, everybody. Recovery is going well. Sent 20 minutes ago. Cooper yelling about it. Um, all right. So that's enough. So there is some sort of recovery. Maybe you guys know more and you're going to be like, hey, Coop, they've actually like already sent a tweet, dude. It's, it's all good. Don't, don't be upset. Let's see what you guys say. Um, let's not share that. Let's put this like this and let's go here. Let's go down here. Robbie, I would purchase that guard auction, but I need 35,000 guard, which is legit impossible to get with 75% slippage. What happened? Okay, what are you guys talking about? Okay, you guys are upset. That guard. What are you guys talking about? Now, see, now I, I'm I'm over here talking, and you guys, I'm just yammering away, and you guys are having an interesting conversation. And I'm missing out. If Google doesn't develop a competitor to Chat GPT, Bing could really dominate the search market. It's crazy. Uh, let's hang out at um, C4C. Don't know what that. Come and coop. Today's Tuesday. Tomorrow's Wednesday. <laughs> What are you guys talking about? Oh, yeah, right. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, see? It's actual helpful information. Uh, don't forget Opal is ETH as well. Yeah. For, and has 1.2 million daily volume over both. Uh, yeah, you know what? I should actually, I'm sure CoinMarketCap does a, a better job. Um, I should actually look at Opal on CoinMarketCap instead of a Vestige, to be fair to them. And then also isn't, there's other planets, I think, is on other um, exchanges. There's a couple that have other yield leads on other exchanges. So um, we'll see. Something was being delisted from MEXC recently. Which one was that? There's an ASA being delisted. You guys know? You all see Coinbase is joining the Celsius bid? Oh. Coinbase is joining the Celsius bid with Arrington? But Arrington deleted that tweet in his thread. Well, I saw the Celsius website, which can we look at that real quick? 
they irritated me, but let me go. It was such a stupid uh, tweet by these Celsius people. I'm kind of got sucked into the Celsius thing because I'm interested. Obviously, it's today. I think it's, um, it might be at like one Eastern. There's an auction. It starts today and it's going to be the Arrington group. And then there's a couple other groups that they're all going to auction for this. Um, I'll be in the inflatable dick costume. So crypto for change is going as a, a penis. Um, yeah. Governor's hat. I think, the, aren't they on um, Huobi too? Hat. Uh, yeah. Also, I remember them insulting people's reading comprehension on multiple occasions. That didn't set well with me. Yeah. She's, you know, uh, Riley is a fiery person and I'm um, opinionated and um, doesn't seem like the type of person that is all that scared to say what she thinks. Um, and so that's why I figured, you know, she can take it from me when I say what I think. Wait, what about me? So Chris Swenner is also going to go as a penis with um, Crypto for Change is what I'm taking from that exchange. Riley on at least two spaces during that time, granted, was in response to people being dicks, but crazy. Okay. Um, Robbie, I would purchase that guard auction, but I don't know what you guys are talking about there. From an investigative standpoint, it's great news. The main issue will be is that the funds still not on exchange may not move to exchange. Okay, so that's what they're they want to keep it quiet. Okay, yes, tough spot. Can you mint some uh, guard liquidation? Oh, gotcha. Not upset. Okay. Can't you just make a CDP with um, existing assets and borrow guard, or would a borrow? Okay, okay, where you guys are really talking about guard right now. Um, Today's the day Michael is heading to auction shortly. Okay, so we'll look at Michael Arrington's uh, Twitter profile in a second. Honestly, Arrington buying Celsius is kind of bullish. Honestly, I think you're right. I think Arrington and them and their plan, I am not in any way deeply informed on this. Um, but their plan sounded good and a real way for the people that were holding on Celsius, which I know people with significant amount of money. I'm on Celsius. Yeah, the and I didn't really understand. Let's look real quick. So we'll start with that because that's happening today. Um, let me just real quick, where do I have it? Rest in peace to Alandia. I guess I'll do that real quick because we were talking about Algorand. Um, Alandia is uh, was a you know where you could use your NFTs as collateral. Um, good afternoon, Algorand community. I have some unfortunate news to share today. This is an incredibly difficult decision. As of today, Alandia will begin winding down operations. Existing loans and loan periods will be honored. The app will continue to be accessible until the last loan has been either repaid or foreclosed. This is an incredibly hard decision to make, but due to a number of factors, it's one I cannot avoid. I want to thank everyone that used Alandia, supported Alandia, and ultimately supported each other through a very interesting DeFi NFT use case. Please feel free to reach out if you have any questions. Justin. Aw, oh, Justin. It's a nice message. That's the way you go out, folks. Uh, cheers to Alandia. You built something cool that brought a lot of energy to the ecosystem and you are exiting with class. Um, some good news. Algo HQ from uh, Folks Finance. Look at that guy wearing shorts on stage. This guy doesn't care. Look how little this man cares. He's on stage. He's wearing shorts. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Not supposed to wear shorts on stage, Algo HQ. Um, all right, I wear shorts literally every single day of my life, but the uh, uh, but I wouldn't do it on stage. It's just ridiculous. Um, <laughs> uh, but okay, on stage at Algo House, it, it must have been hot. 
Um, NFTs is collateral. There you go. So it looks like um, <clears throat> folks finance is um, angling to fill the hole that Alandia is creating. Um, we also got to talk about Where's this at? I didn't, we, this was supposed to be part of our early, I didn't look at gold, silver, and I didn't look at this because I want to add this now. I'm going to have a whole list of things that we're going to have to look at before we, we start. But this is the fear and greed. Right now we are in greed. It says neutral, but we're basically in greed. Greed is from 50 to 74. So we're getting, you know, still in the, in the green. Um, okay, let's just look a real quick overview and then we're going to go to Twitter for most of the information because a lot of this stuff has already, um, you know, it's all, it's going fast because it's happening today. But so right here, we have the three-way bidding war for Celsius. So let's just understand uh, what's going on here. Uh, new bidders include Fahrenheit LLC and the Blockchain Recovery Investment Committee backed by Gemini. So the Fahrenheit LLC is the one we've been talking about, Arrington. Blockchain Recovery Investment Committee is backed by Gemini and Vanek. Okay. Uh, Celsius is scheduled to go to auction Tuesday with new bidders. Nova Wolf Digital Management is the stocking horse bidder, which I believe is that they were the first bid, a low bid, meaning the company set the initial low-end bid. Just keep reading, Coop. Uh, other bidders are Fahrenheit LLC and the Blockchain Recovery Investment, Com Investment Committee, according to Saturday court filing. What has happened to the stakers of Celsius is um, a tragedy and has affected the entire industry. Arrington, we want to help put the pieces back together, and we will work tirelessly to do this. Um, it's not a simple asset thing. They're going to try to make um, stakeholders whole using the genius of all of their people. The uh, Blockchain Recovery Investment Committee includes Van Eck. The auction is set to begin Tuesday at 2 p.m. in New York. So I was wrong. Not one. It's two. So what? 11 o'clock my time. Celsius filed for bankruptcy in July. We don't need a history lesson there. Okay, so we got that. Let's. That was sort of unnecessary. Um, Okay, we already watched that. Um, let's go here and let's look at Michael Arrington. What you got, Michael? You're on a camel. Michael Arrington on a camel. In 2014, he tweeted buying Bitcoin. Good call. Um, all right, today we all convene, not as competitors but to work together to find the best solution for creditors, to right a wrong and help repair our industry. It's very political. Um, sounds good. It sounds like, a, uh, like if you did that in Barack Obama's voice, it would be very inspirational and not my voice. Uh, today, okay, I, I do not do impersonations. <laughs> we are excited to bring this process one step closer to completion today. Uh, okay, now is the time for all factions of Celsius to come together to give bidders the welcome that makes them compete and even over-promise on their bids. Squeezers, Dixon fans. Okay, so there's a whole group of different people in this uh, Celsius debacle that are all fighting and hoping to get their money back. I hope they get their money back. Sam, an amazing artist, is one of the smartest business people I know. His advice on headphones isn't super relevant to most entrepreneurs. But okay, what am I reading? Just started reading, folks. Did you guys mint? I almost minted this, but then the gas was stupid. Um, this kind of looks like uh, Nimble's old um, 
logo. All right. Let's look at Celsius. So let's see. We're going to be excited how this goes. I wanted to see this uh, Coinbase thing. Celsius. Okay. If Fahrenheit's team wins the bid, Coinbase would distribute liquid cryptocurrencies to creditors. I, and I, I think that these guys are negative on Arrington. So, but is there something wrong with this? Don't creditors have no access to anything at this point? I think it's actually bullish that Fahrenheit is um, got Coinbase on bar, board. Okay, this is what irritated me. This is so stupid. If the crypto market goes up significantly during the next bull run, it could potentially make everyone whole in dollarized terms. Celsius could then be able to get out of Chapter 11 by selling all the coins. Most creditors would lose a massive amount of coins in, in kind value. Oh, okay, good. Sorry, never mind. I, you have to press see more. Getting out of Chapter 11 before the next bull market is the utmost priority for Celsius. You got to get this over and get everybody their tokens back. But then he fuds uh, Arrington about saying that he invested in Nexo. I don't know. I'm not very in um, in the know here, folks, about this whole Celsius thing. It's depressing. And if you get into it, you can't talk about it because this, people have lost a ton of money. And um, look, I'm just going to watch like all of you. We're all going to watch this shake out. It'll be interesting to see who wins the auction. Um, it seems like the if, you know, if there's three of them, the, the winner is probably the shark. You know what I mean? The one that's going to steal the most from the people. I'm, I'm laughing. But, it, you know, the person that's going to be willing to bid the most money is um, hopefully not the person that is going to steal the most money from the whole process. So, I mean, sometimes you, you just side with the devil you know. Michael Arrington seems like um, a, a, good, a good guy. Um, an interesting guy for sure. I don't know, you know, I'm sure he has a checkered pass. I have no idea really, but I, I kind of like his uh, no fucks given um, attitude and what he has said about what they plan to do sounds right. So, you know, so I'm siding with that, but I, it's, un, it's an uninformed opinion. All right. So we, we really should talk about this though. Here we go. The chief legal officer at Coinbase. So today we filed a narrow action in the U.S. Circuit Court to compel the SEC to respond yes or no to a rulemaking petition we filed with them last July, asking them to provide regulatory guidance for the crypto industry. The SEC is required by law to respond to petitions within a reasonable time. They have not yet responded to our petition from last July, which is why we filed our action in court today. It's obvious that there's a lack of clarity among our regulators regarding crypto, as even the chair of the SEC has declined to say which crypto assets are securities. The crypto industry and its users need clear laws and rules to follow that are built for a te new technology. Enforcement actions based on inapplicable securities laws aren't answers. And then it's a ton of comments saying you guys should list XRP and where is my flare airdrop. But that's pretty damn uh, 
It's pretty good. It's good that they're pushing back, that they're not going to go out. You know, a lot of times, you know, these companies do not push back on the regulators because the regulators can cause their lives a lot of harm. So that's why you see, especially in the United States, you see a lot of people just compliant and you have to just deal with the regulator says, because um, usually it's definitely not in the people's financial best interests that are at the top of these companies to actually push back on regulators. But Coinbase is saying, you guys haven't done shit for us. We're gonna actually fight back. So Coinbase is the right guy um, to be pushing back at the SEC. They're a public company with some very impressive uh, friends like BlackRock. All right. And then there's the article that I found first on this. Uh, let's see where we at. Bitcoin pushed down a little bit. Litecoin's still in the green. I did want to talk about the Litecoin having coming. Um, Oh my God, it's already seven. That's what happens when you start eight minutes late. Uh, the US crypto giant has taken the market's regulatory agency to court in order to force the SEC to respond to a petition that the company filed aiming for a rule specific to digital assets. We just read about that. All right. Good enough. Um, talked about the Celsians. I played you, Gary. Okay, we got to talk about this. this is kind of the talk of the town here, huh? Bitcoin's dormant addresses awaken. Mt. Gox linked wallets move millions. Okay. So what we're finding right now is that there was a large ETH wallet that hadn't been, um, hadn't been active for like a decade and they just moved one ETH. Uh, and we're seeing a ton of Bitcoin addresses doing the same. Bitcoin's novelty, okay, we don't need to read his interest. Nothing can topple Bitcoin's price more than than intense selling pressure. Oh, really? And that pressure is typically caused by Bitcoin holders who acquired BTC under $1,000 per coin, who are now considered whales. This is why it's essential to understand the scope of this potential danger. Okay. Fortunately, having a public blockchain um, makes that easier. Up until September 2017, when the price of Bitcoin was 4,900, data shows nearly 5 million dormant BTC as a cumulative sum. 5 million out of 21 million. Such a drastic price difference would then provide plenty of incentive to awaken. The largest dormant address holds 80,000 BTC, 2.2 billion. Having gone dormant in March 2011, its last activity was recorded this Monday, sitting at an unrealized profit of $2.2 billion at press time, just a $76,000 value difference from the wallet's balance. That's a confusing, that's a confusing paragraph. Even older but minor BTC uh, wallets have taken advantage of Bitcoin's rally this year. In February, an 11-year-old wallet profited $9.5 million for exchanging 412 BTC. Also, this Monday, a 12-year-old wallet became active, holding 1,000 BTC, or sent out 400. Awakening of uh, decade-old addresses is expected, given the Mt. Gox BTC repayment release. Even if old Bitcoin whales are not directly tied to the bankrupt, uh, bankrupt exchange, they may be spurred on by the expected sell pressure. 
What Binance is today was Mt. Gox in 2014 when it was hacked. Bitcoin price was at 606 bucks, with the exchange holding 850,000 BTC. After April 6, 2023, when the repayment deadline was set, some of those whales became active. On April 19th, the Mt. Gox linked wallet moved 2,071 BTC, still holding 109 million worth of Bitcoins. Employing blockchain forensics, ergo BTC analysts linked the wallet to another address, um, assuming to belong to Jed McCaleb, founder of Mt. Gox, Ripple Labs, and Vast as his last aerospace project. Isn't Jed the uh, stellar guy too? Or am, am I being ridiculous? Having a not enough coffee. I'm tired today. These coins are sourced from the Gox saga and possibly controlled by Jeb McCaleb. Two transactions for 5,000 BTC were sent to Kraken and Coinbase. Forbes estimates McCaleb's net worth at 2.4 billion. Overall, Mt. Gox trustee Nubiaki Kobayashi has held 142,000 BTC for auction to repay the exchange's creditors. Will BTC buying wave compensate the selling wave? Following a strong rally this year, even toppling, topping 30,000 on April 13th, Bitcoin is back to the March 29th level of 27.4. This 3,000 correction is somewhat expected despite the 70% gains in Q1 due to the hostile regulatory environment in the U.S. Specifically due to the downfall of two crypto-facing banks, Silvergate and Signature, this caused external liquidity on exchanges as evidenced by the lowest market depth in March since the collapse of Terra. In short, there wasn't enough liquidity juice to sustain the Bitcoin rally combined with uncertain macro conditions such as the looming recession and Mt. Gox fallout. This rally was somewhat expected to have short legs. Despite being perceived as an on-risk asset, Bitcoin is primarily a long-term investment against currency debasement. While sources of uncertainty remain, we think the pathway to 100,000 level is becoming clear. This coincides with the expected ped pivot, the Fed pivot. All right, here. Okay. So you see what's going on, guys. There's going to be a lot of Bitcoin being sold, all right? And they're waiting for the moment. And the moment will be whether this has legs to go back up. There, it seems like, but they could also manipulate this market, but then it could get sold. There's a lot of games, a lot of whale games happening. And uh, I don't know what happened here. There's this dude. He's always talking about this. Uh, sir, why are you moving those BTC bids? And they moved it down to 25. We're headed to 25, folks. We're headed to 25. All right. That's fine. So plan accordingly. And I, that's not financial advice because it's just what I think. BitBoy, have you guys heard um, about what our buddy BitBoy is going through? Crypto influencer an FTXK says a Bahamian uh, a pig tweet was a joke. Joking, man. What are you guys doing? As judge warns him to be careful. BitBoy Crypto, Ben Armstrong, was in court on Monday and said a photo we tweeted last week of a pig 
had been a joke, not harassment. A federal judge urged him to be careful about his future communications. BitBoy crypto influencer told the federal court on Monday that a tweet he posted from the Bahamas last week had been a joke and should be considered should not be considered as harassment or a threat. He was told to be careful. Armstrong, who's among the influencers named in the class action lawsuit for allegedly promoting now bankrupt crypto exchange FTX, was banned from tweeting threats directed at the lawyer who brought the case, Adam Moskovitz, and his firm's clients last week after he missed a scheduled court appearance so that he could attend a cruise with fans. The Monday court appearance in Miami was full of color, with Judge Melissa Damien of the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Florida at one point asking Armstrong to correctly pronounce uh, maybe I should make sure, uh, Moskovitz, instead of saying Mouskovitz. Armstrong said it hadn't been on purpose and noted that he had also mispronounced his own lawyer's name. <laughs> I had to read that, yeah. Uh, Armstrong was giddy about being able to defend his name in court. I've been like a kid on Christmas to clear my name. I've been attacked, and I would like to clear my name. Armstrong apologized for missing the hearing last week and said fans had paid a lot of money to attend the cruise. He told the judge that he believed that uh, Moskovitz had tried to, uh, or Moskovitz, I, I don't know how to say it either, sir. Um, I think I might be, one of those might be right, had tried to schedule the hearing on a day he knew that the popular YouTube personality would be unable to attend. He posted a tweet that day with the shirtless photo of him next to a pig. Guys, I missed, I missed court but still ran into Adam and we made up photos of me and Adam sponsored by stake.com. There you go. So BitBoy apologized from the language he said in, um, in emails and said he didn't make the calls. I'm cautioning you to be, Careful, the judge says. Think before you publicly comment. Because speech, free speech can become harassment. And he should also tell his followers to not harass. And so he says he's never worked with FTX. I don't have evidence that I didn't work with FTX, he said. That's like saying, well, I didn't have evidence that there was an elephant in the room I wasn't in. At the end of the day, I'm going to comply with what the court wants me to comply with, he said, when asked about tweets he might make in the future. He said he'd been planning the Swimming with the Pigs event for months. When I got on the boat on Monday, I realized, oh, you know what? I'm going there on Thursday in the day of the hearing, and I'm going to be able to basically take this picture with the pig. Because honestly, what he's done is disgusting. There you go. So, what's this? Genesis creditors reject previously agreed bankruptcy restructuring plan. A group of Genesis creditors rejected the restructuring deal agreed in February. Uh, parent company uh, DCG said the rejection leaves the months-long uh, bankruptcy process in an uncertain place. A group of Genesis creditors rejected the restructuring deal agreed in February, throwing the month's 
long bankruptcy process into turmoil. More than two months after all parties agreed to a comprehensive settlement that was submitted by Genesis Capital to the bankruptcy court, a group of Genesis Capital's creditors have reneged and raised um, all new demands. We do not know if the hundreds of thousands of individual creditors are aware of this development, but the latest maneuver will prolong the court process. Cost more money, make sure creditors get less of it. <laughs> we'll talk about Litecoin tomorrow. I do want to talk about it, but I don't know that we have the time for that. Um, all right, folks. Did, we miss, did I miss anything? Let's just go here. I'll share this tab in a second. Let's make sure that I'm not being told. I don't know what this is. Oh. Who, who's he laughing at? Who? Oh my God. Twitter's not working, folks. Have I not been sharing screen? I talked Pepe. John? All right. Definitely don't share this screen. Um, all right. I'm going to go back. Did I not, Have I not been sharing any of the screen? Oh my God. Let's go. You guys are yelling at me, aren't you? Oh boy. Oh boy, all of that reading and no screen share. Holy shit. So disappointed. Oh my God. Fucking, there's 43, 45 of you people stuck with me while I read probably like this. <laughs> for fucking 15 minutes. I guess I should just turn this into a podcast. Oh my God. 20 minutes. I talked about Pepe. Um, we talked about that early on. Thank you, Mike. I have a very nice voice. All right, guys. Well, look, damn it. Damn it. You know what? I gotta like give somebody my phone number and you guys and i'll have my phone right here and somebody needs to text me who wants my phone number that, that will show up every day and just text me when my dumb ass doesn't um share the screen damn it you should i'm going to actually mike i will be doing the podcast again should i just put this should i just put the um audio of this show on the podcast for i know some of you will probably listen to this on youtube as you drive um i do need a wingman <laughs> check your <laughs> where is my phone oh that's hilarious did you try calling me actually you know what crypto for change does have my phone number don't give that out crypto um it seems like you did try to call me. That's hilarious. That's so funny. Um, well, look, I, I, you, I do have somebody trying to help. <clears throat> Next time, text, even though my phone fell out of my pocket. I didn't even know. I, you know, guys, look, whatever. It's an hour of your life. We hung out. You heard. You heard what I was saying. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this was supposed to be better. 
You know, this was supposed to get better as I did it. But see, what I didn't account for is that this is early as hell and my brain sucks. Oh my God. That's I I, I mentioned this the other day. My brain's okay. But I, I mentioned this the other day in um in the incredible amount of discipline it takes for me to do this show Monday through Friday because I have to be up at 4.30. I have to do everything right in order to be like bright and shiny at 4.30 in the morning. And I'm still getting used to it. It's actually getting better. I feel better. I'm like, I'm not like, it's good. It's good. I enjoy it. I'll tell you guys this for the 41 of you, I, for the 41 of you that stuck around through uh, this, I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a little story and then we're going to hang up. It's not a good story, but it's just, I thought it was funny. So um, I mentioned yesterday I was gonna I was gonna maybe listen to um, a podcast on my hike, and then I realized as I was saying that I was like, oh no no, I'm actually going to have a buddy with me on my run. So I'm, I'll be talking, I won't be listening. And so my buddy comes over, he has like a backpack, and um, and he like empties some stuff out, and then he puts like uh, I put like a we drink some coffee at the top of the mountain, you know, and, and have some chats, have a little chat on top of a mountain, drink a cup of coffee after our hike, and uh, we come home, I come back to my place, and he's like, oh, I got to come in. I was like, oh, okay, and then because uh, he was just gonna leave, he's like, I got to get my CDs. <laughs> I said, what? He goes, oh, I got to grab my CDs. I said, you have to grab your CDs? What the, what do you even mean? And we go upstairs and I guess he took them out because he didn't want to carry them in his backpack because it was heavy. And he had a stack of like this big of CDs still in the plastic cases that he carries around with him in his backpack. This man had like 15 CDs that he was traveling around with in his backpack. Do any of you still use CDs? Does anybody use CDs? This I thought that was so crazy to me. <laughs> I, just, I don't know why I thought that was so crazy. But you guys don't care. You guys don't. Nobody cares. Um, all right. Okay, get some readers. Uh, get some readers. Wouldn't that be sad? I'll just go to like uh, CVS and just get like really sad, like old man glasses. Oh, I don't but for real, like if I'm in the corner kind of doing that, it's less noticeable. But if I'm full screen and you guys are like, this asshole is not staring the screen. And I'm like, so, yeah, so this is like a, da, da. <laughs> the crease. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's so a bit boy. A, called him a pig. Mouskovitz, Muskovitz, shit. I'm part of the problem. Um, All right. <laughs> Okay, good. Thank you, Mike. Uh, no CDs. Dude's got to be 55 years old. He's not, which was crazy. He's he's older than I am. Um, you know, another thing, uh, it was Daisy. Daisy DMs me after my birthday. And I think, who was it? It was either John or it was Crypto for Change or it was one of you guys. And you guys... Um, <laughs> and somebody, th uh, you know, congratulated me for turning 50. And I just in stride was like, thank you so much. And I guess I didn't refute that. <clears throat> and then it was Daisy. I'm calling him out. He, he reaches out to me and he goes, hey, man, my wife and I were like, what the fuck? Coop looks so good. He's like, I thought you looked good for 40. I can't believe how good you look for 50. And. Uh, yeah. 
No, I'm not 50, okay? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm not close to 50, all right? I'm far away from 50. I went gray premature. Jesus. Motherfuckers. CDs in the car. And Mort has CDs in the car. And this, okay, then it starts to make sense because my buddy's got an old Jeep, all right? And he's he's rocking his old Jeep. He's going to ride that thing into the ground. And it's got a CD player in it, all right? And he has to carry him out because he's worried about people stealing his CDs. <laughs> Nobody's going to steal your CDs, bro. But maybe, you know, this is Los Angeles. And he had the top off because it's been nice weather. And he was parking the car outside and um, didn't want to leave anything in the car. So it makes sense. Okay, Chris, so you guys all got CDs. My wife tried to make like art out of it. Like she felt weird about because she collected her CDs for so long. So she tried to make these like art pieces that we forced on our wall with like all the CD covers like next to each other, like a little collage. 60, yes. <laughs> 60. I'm, um, the, I, ever since I started uh, taking a true, uh, what is it? True, true niagen or however you pronounce it. Ever since I started taking that, I'm turning 65 next week. But I look great. I look great for 65. I did I did tell that story about that woman that would lie ahead, like make herself older so she, people would tell her she looked good. Now, I do have a record player and I do have records in a closet. You got to go further. I mean, CDs might be better, you know, guys. Crypto for Change wants everyone to go buy Pepe and get dumped on. So Crypto for Change, um, are you being paid by those whales to be exit liquid, uh, to provide exit liquidity are you one of the 49ers i am sir i'm not 49 but i am a 49er fan uh no mike not 49 uh analog recordings are better than digital damn coop i sent you 50 happy birthday algos i want my 10 algos back. <laughs> there we go i'm a little older than 40 but not by much um i am the one who knocks all right guys uh you know look i blew it I uh, I didn't share my screen for longer than usual. I usually, Pepe is the most Web3 thing I've ever seen. Well, this is the deal about Pepe. John really wants me to talk about Pepe again. He missed the beginning of the show, I think. This is what I'll say about Pepe. I know nothing about the token other than a lot of my friends are into it and I think making money off of it. So if you know how to do that, that's awesome. Another thing I know about the Pepe, the Pepe, is that it's fucking hilarious. It's been consistently hilarious for years. Every damn time I see it, who was it? It was like on an Elon Musk tweet just last night. And then it was kind of like Obi-Wan Kenobi uh, Pepe out on like this beautiful field. And it's hysterical every single time. Like a Pepe and a floaty. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just so funny. And it's consistent. Is better than the dog. Pepe, see, this is why, this is when crypto gets ridiculous. Because if you start analyzing, um, if you start analyzing like uh, certain obscure things, like you're like, all right, so Dogecoin was hilarious. And that's why everybody loved it, right? Dogecoin was hilarious. It was hilarious. And those memes were hilarious. And uh, all of that stuff, you could go to the sites and it would just be like, go to stock twists and it'd just be all just so much hysteria and Twitter and everything. It was just all hysterical. 
And now, unfortunately for Dogecoin, it's no longer that funny, right? It's just we're over it. We know it. And Pepe is stepped in. And this is the, the next thing that is genuinely deeply funny in the meme coin thing. Shiba is not funny. Shiba is not just not funny. And uh, Flocky, all of the dog derivatives um, weren't funny. Only Doge was. And now we're moving on to the frogs. And Pepe is the only funny. And there's going to be a bunch of derivatives that don't. So at least Pepe is genuinely funny. That's the meme coin analysis that you've all been waiting for. Now, unfortunately for Pepe, in comparison to Doge, Doge is a actual blockchain, proof of work, in fact. It's a, it's a OG in the space. It's been funny for a long time. It's been around for a, a long time. There's an actual robustness to that tech, and Pepe is just an ERC-20 which a bunch of dudes had an opportunity to spend a few hundred bucks on super early and then it caught fire. And now you can trade your way to profits and you can bag hold to oblivion. All right. So be a trader. If you're in Pepe, not financial advice. Don't think that you're going to long hold Pepe like it's Apple. Doge is definitely dusty tech. But Doge, and Doge has been um, in trouble several times, but it is still, um, you still have to mine it. You still, you know, it's proof of work. Saved by Digibyte and Litecoin back in the day. Uh, bag hold to <laughs> The name of uh, Crypto for Change's uh, new YouTube channel is going from Crypto for Change to Bag Hold to Oblivion. Squashed Frog. Pepe. Bigger, better than Apple. <laughs> you're allowed to hold Apple through thick and thin. Um, you're not allowed to hold Pepe forever. Number one buying ant miners to get Doge. At least no one I've ever spoken to. <laughs> I should make that change. <laughs> Memes transcend time. Well, I, I mean, look, out of anything in the meme world, in crypto, Pepe is, is the top, top frog. All right, there you go. And you can call yourself uh, Crypto for Change in your new show called um, Baghole to Oblivion. You can call yourself the top frog. You're welcome. Don't get caught holding your Pepe, guys. You can't see my hands. You don't know what I'm holding. Um, the Egyptians knew what was up. Yeah, because, yeah. Sure, there is a Pepe meme somewhere in Egypt. That's right. That's right. Do you think the Egyptians know about Pepe? Guess it's time to dump all my utility tokens and go shit coining. They're doing it, Chris. They're definitely doing it. There's a hysteria. It's good. We're marking a very brutal top, right? Right now, this is the mark of a, of a top. And I, I, I think, and this is definitely not financial advice because I could get dusted on this. Um, I do think we're in for some pain. But you be careful because there could be a quick reversal. And if it's this, 
if it only it, it just let's look real quick and then we'll um and then we're gonna sign off because I gotta wake my kids up. It's almost 7 30. I've been really making this an hour and a half show uh these days. Okay, so futures not looking great. VIX is up. Uh that's not futures, sorry. The market is down almost a percent in the NASDAQ. S&P 500 is down about 30 points. Not great. Peter Lynch talks about regrets. The 10 years pushing down a bit. Tesla's going down on a Tuesday. Oh, well, what's this? Can you guys see this? Look at that. I caught it. Look at this, guys. No immediate path forward. CFTC to Binance after launching legal action. Kristen Johnson, commissioner at the CFTC, said the regulator has been in conversations with Binance to address its concerns about the company's conduct. She said the regulator hopes to find a path forward in the legal battle with crypto exchange Binance. However, at this stage, there is no immediate path forward. The CFTC sued Binance last month, alleging the platform solicited users in the U.S. Uh, through its platform and allowed them to trade derivatives despite not being authorized to do so. Okay, so she hopes that there's a path forward in the regulator's legal battle with the crypto exchange Binance, noting that no decision has been taken yet on whether to settle the case or take it to court. So they may settle. Christian Johnson, commissioner at CFTC, said that the regulator conversations with Binance to address its concerns about the company's conduct. CFTC sued Binance. Binance said it would stop operating in 2019. I want to be really careful not to prejudge what will actually happen in the litigation. And I want to say that typically, in the context of any litigation, we're always ready to have conversations and typically even ahead of the litigation. We've been in continuing conversations with the business to describe what we understand is potentially problematic conduct and to give them an opportunity to explain that conduct and to help us find a path forward. As of the moment, we can conclude that there is not an immediate path forward. That doesn't mean there couldn't be one, and hopefully there will be one. No, no response from Binance on this article. On Monday, Coinbase uh, filed that suit making good on a vow made by Brian Armstrong last week to take the regulator to court. Coinbase suggested the regulator should be forced to clarify whether it would allow the crypto industry to be regulated under existing securities laws. Johnson says she hopes that Congress will step in to introduce crypto-specific rules soon. I do think that we'll have to be really careful to have dynamic regulation that is not just responsive to the asset classes that we see in the market today, but that gives us the flexibility and capability to respond as entrepreneurs and innovators, coders and developers of software protocols continue to release more and more interesting asset classes and products and financial markets. Okay, so we really want to be um, regulated by the CFTC because they seem to be somewhat reasonable about innovation and entrepreneurs. Under immediately existing laws, there is a provision to understand how securities laws would apply. There is provision to understand how securities laws would apply to any digital assets that qualify as securities. 
and those the same in the context of commodities. Okay. However, she added, it's imperative that Congress step up and make plain what their preference is in terms of how to deal with the spot market oversight. I think that's a, the singular space. If we went very narrow, specifically to your uncertainty point, that spot market oversight, that definitional piece is very critical. And I think it's helpful for us if Congress assists us and give us that guidance. Okay. So it seems like the CFTC is sort of saying the same thing as the crypto industry and the SEC is on an island um, unless, unless you guys see that differently. That's what I see. Let's just look at this real quick. Is there anything in Coindesk? Let's not leave you. I, I'm already so late. Might as well. Um, might as well just see. Okay, so now we're worried about the 50-day moving average. So the 50-day is 27.244, and we're on our way to it, 27.312. So if the algos are looking at 27.244, we could see a flush down. Yeah, like what they're saying right here. A break below this would call into question the bull market strength, while a consolidation below 26.6 would be, could be the prologue to a more profound decline. So if we start consolidating under 26.6, it's not time to get excited. So 26.6, then they're going to start, we'll start looking at 25.2. Yeah, we're in a downward trend. So the real battlefield looks like, and we'll probably get there this week, um, the way crypto moves, we'll probably get there. Today, we could get there today. Probably not today. Um, but 25.2 is the real battleground. You pay attention at 25.2 and what it does. But they're saying if that 50-day moving average continues to hold, we may get a new leg higher. The recent breakout in March above 25.2 and the positive weekly MACD support a bullish intermediate term bias with next major resistance near 36,000, 35.9. All right. There we go. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep watching. Twenty seven three right now, and um, Ethereum is uh, looking like it's gonna test eighteen. XRP is down, and you know there we go. We can keep looking. Everything is sorted down. Cardano's under thirty eight cents. John's favorite Dogecoin under eight. Aptos pushing down. Stellar pushing down. Polygon under a buck. Solana testing twenty. Polkadot going down. Litecoin, a lot of eights. <laughs> All right. Okay. That's it.
right, guys. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys. Um, the turtle will moon if Genzo resigns. Yeah, a turtle would be good, Chris. I like that. He kind of looks like a turtle. He's got his Pepe secured, generational wealth. Um, how are you doing on their Pepe uh, crypto for change? Are you up? Are you down? What's going on? How do you feel about your Pepe bag right now? Is Pepe... Um, Let's uh, let's look here before I go. Pepe. It's ranked two thousand six hundred and eighteen. It's down twenty three percent. So in the last 24 hours, not looking great. Let's see the seven day. Okay. There we go. 420. And then it kind of got down here. So if you bought around here, you're still feeling good. So there you go. There, there's your, uh, there's your Pepe chart. The seven day. Here's a month, and it, you don't need a month. I think you just need just barely over seven days. Uh, but there you go. So here was the real place to buy it. How many zeros? Seven, six. So it eight zeros, seven zeros. I, I don't care. All right. So there's Pepe. It's funny. It's beautiful. We love you. All right, guys. Um, well, I appreciate you guys. Uh, in fact, look at that discount. I'll buy more. Don't show it to me. <laughs> Don't, show it. <laughs> Don't show it to me. I'll buy more. General Generational wealth loading. All right. Don't show it to me. I'll buy more. Fact. Look at that discount. I would never trade Algo Gold for a crap ERC20 token. Fighting words, Maximus versus crypto for change in the octagon. $25 more of Pepe secured. What are the gas fees on $25 of Pepe? Um, have a great day, Coop. You too, Mort. Great to see you. Uh, great, great to see all of you. What are the gas fees on a 25? If, if I wanted to buy $25 worth of Pepe, how much, how much are the fees? Crypto. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. And you just hold it on MAXC because you're trading it. You're, you're joking. You're not holding this forever. You are trusting MEXC with your generational wealth? Is that what you're doing, Crypto for Change? Yeah, because he's not moving it off, folks. He's leaving his Pepe. All of you, you Pepe maximalists, this heathen is just holding his Pepe on a centralized exchange. Oh, did you move it? But you had to pay gas to move it off of uh, MEXC, right? <laughs> holding for my son. <laughs> daddy, daddy, what did you do for me? I got you Pepe, my son. Look at this funny meme. 
and uh, your Pepe token is worth 0.00000000. We hope a guy named Ted in the um, in Uganda uh, doesn't sell. Just as long as Ted in Uganda doesn't sell, then um, generational wealth locked. <laughs> Imagine the wealth when he was 18. Oh, man. You're... <laughs> Your your wife is crazy. Uh, I I don't I don't see how you get away with this stuff. I I got I got so much shit. She when I tried talking to her about um, Algo the other day with the Bitrix lawsuit, she was like, "Fuck you." <laughs> she didn't say "fuck you," but you could see like you're what have you gotten us into? She's like, none of this stuff is worth anything. She's like, the only thing that makes any sense, and it's because she met Natalie Brunel, the Bitcoin girl that came on, um, gal that came on to my show, and that woman really convinced her of Bitcoin, um, something that I did as well. But she felt good about Bitcoin after this woman explained it to her. Um, and you know, Natalie is very impressive on how she breaks down. She's on Fox News all the time now. Uh, talking about Bitcoin, but uh, my, what did you, what are you, what is these costumes? Oh, sorry. <laughs> my wife said we could role play Pepe. <laughs> now I'm just like, what is, what is she, the pond? <laughs> and then you just walk in like this. <laughs> About to hop in the pond, baby. Ribbit. All right. There you go. Uh, <laughs> she's dressed as Toach. They're going to wrestle. Uh, all right, guys. Well, go ahead. Um, go scroll through Crypto for Changes um, Twitter timeline. Get some visuals. Find a picture of him and his wife. Get the good visual. Picture her in a Doge outfit and him in a little froggy outfit and them kind of bumping uglies, folks. I appreciate you guys. It's been a fun morning. Take care of your children. Don't forget the strap on so you can feel what Pepe investors are going to feel like. Maximus just drives it right on home, folks. Uh, you guys are the best, honestly. I've lost. So there's only about four of you left. But the four of you that are here, you're, you're the best. You're the best. I appreciate it. Uh, have fun, everybody. Uh, David, Crypto for Change. Have fun with your wife tonight. Paint yourself green. Have her, um, you know, mount a rocket like Doge. You know what I'm saying? Jesus Christ. I'll see you guys. Peace. Today is Tuesday. Tomorrow's Wednesday. I'll figure this out. It's all going to be good. Tomorrow, I dedicate tomorrow to no sharing problems. I do not want to have any sharing problems tomorrow. That's what we're going to do next time. Take care, guys. Peace.